Well, good evening again. Merry Christmas. It is good to see you all. Uh, how, can we give a round of applause for our readers and for the band who've done a great job? So, so grateful for each of you. Um, I don't spend on spending, I don't want to take a lot of time up here this morning, but if you want to follow along with me, I'm actually going to be in Luke chapter 2. Um, I'll be in Luke chapter 2, reading around verses 8 through 20. And I just want to say, quick note, parents, if you're in here and you have kiddos with you, I just want to say, if something happens and we hear noises and we hear little cries, don't freak out. It's kind of expected. So I know it, you feel like you, have, you carry this weight of like, oh, if they scream and it's like on me as a parent, and they're going to maybe judge me. It's like, we're not. We, we understand, all right? Just wanted to give you the freedom to know that. And kids, we're glad you're here. Glad you can join us all in this space today. Um, I kind of alluded this, to this in, my, in the welcome a little bit, but I just thought it would be really, I thought it, was, it would be appropriate for us tonight to really just talk about what in the heck are we doing here. Um, Christmas, like I said before, has really just been a, a season that has been increasingly busy as, I, as I've grown up. There is really just more and more and more and more things to do. Some things that bring along a lot of joy and a lot of excitement. And at the same time, there's some things that happen. You're like, I'm not so looking forward to that. So maybe some of the Christmas parties, you're like, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then white elephant, white elephant gifts, those are entertaining. That's a lot of fun. And then the endless amount of food that you pray doesn't add too much pounds by January 1. You, that, that's a lot of good things, right? But at the same time, Christmas always carries this, also this weird weight of this stress and this anxiety of, I have all of these things I need to get done, all of these things I need to do. And then the reality of like, oh, I'm going to see that friend I haven't seen in a long time or that family member who, if I were to be honest, kind of bugs me sometimes. I mean, we're in church. We can be honest about that, right? I mean, there's, Christmas just brings out a lot of things in us. It's like, yes, and... No, right? And yet, I thought it was so interesting, and it really just made me ponder a lot. Without fail, despite all of the other things that are going on, all the things that we need to accomplish, all the things we're juggling, somehow, some way, we find ourselves back at the Christmas Eve service, right? Now, some of you, you're glad to be here tonight. Others of you are dragged here, and you're like, preacher, dude, just hurry up. And like, I get it, I get it. But I thought it would be appropriate for us tonight that in the midst of all of the running around and all of the noise and, and for people who, who like me, I didn't have a, I didn't, really didn't have an established, consistent Christmas tradition until I was about 15 years old. So Christmas carries a lot of baggage for me. It carries a lot of weight for me that is not, so, that is not really littered with good memories and good times, but a lot of it just things that I wish I could forget and things I, I wish never really happened. So knowing we're kind of all across the board I thought it would be appropriate and helpful for us to be able to kind of recenter, recalibrate, refocus on what in the world are we doing here? When it seems like culture and society and, the, and capitalism and all of this other stuff, it kind of says in this consumeristic mentality comes about us, we get, we get thrown into the mix and we kind of forget in the, in the hustle and the bustle of all these things we need to do, we kind of forget the point of it all, right? So my hope for us tonight is that we would be able to refocus and really, um, in a not cliche way, get back to the point of what Christmas is about. Okay, so I'm going to do that through focusing on a particular part of the Christmas story. There's a lot of different things I could choose from, but really praying and asking the Lord, it's like, okay, what what should we talk about here at FBC as a church family? What should we focus on? Um, And the story of the shepherds are what stuck out to me, Um, because I just feel like nobody ever really talks about the shepherds. Like whenever I was, when I was a kid, I went to Christmas pageant. I, I was... Uh, when I was in elementary school, I was a part of a Christmas pageant. I actually got to play Joseph back then. But when I think about the role of the shepherds, they were that one crew that never had any lines. 
They were just kind of, they were just kind of there. They drew, they, they dressed up and they had their long, really cool wooden staff thing. And then they had paper sheep uh, tapered around them and they'd walk following a star. And then they would just kind of stand there. They're the, they're the people in the story that always just seems to get ignored. But the more I learned more about the cultural history of the shepherd and reading the story, they're actually, I think, more relatable than we give them um, credit for. So with that said, um, let's dive in. Luke chapter two, verse eight. In verse 7, Jesus is just born. That's what we're diving into in the story. And then we see Jesus is born, and we, we, we have like that, that pan of frame changes, and now we're focusing on these shepherds, and here's what's going on. So verse 8, Luke chapter 2, the Word of God says this. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. Now, what I always want to challenge anybody to do, if you ever read the Bible, you do your best to use your imagination and put yourself there. Now imagine you're just doing, imagine you're just doing your job, whatever it may be. You're out doing your thing. You have to stay at work just a little bit later than normal. You're, you're doing yourself like you should be faithfully doing. And then all of a sudden, this angel just pops into the room and the glory of the Lord shines around them. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'd freak out a little bit, right? I mean, if we were to be honest, I mean, I, I, little bit, maybe I'd just be a little bit scared, right? Something I'd be like, oh, that's not normal. I'm a little bit terrified. And the angel seeing this says, and the angel said to them, fear not. Hey, don't freak out for behold, I will bring you, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. So we're putting ourselves here. We're, 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 we're I mean, think about the shepherds. They're, they're doing their thing. They're hanging out with their sheep. They're just doing their job. Angel appears. They freak out. Angel said, hey, stop freaking out. I've actually come to bring you good news. I've come to bring you good news of great joy that a Savior, actually the Savior, the Christ the Lord, has been born. Now for us, I mean, if you've been around church at all, this is what you hear every single year, right? Doesn't seem like that, that, like that matters all that much. But what, what maybe would help us better understand like why this is kind of a big deal, especially in the context of the story, is if we learn a little bit more about the shepherds, if we understood a little bit more about their background and the culture at the time. So I just thought, um, let's reread uh, what the Jesus Storybook Bible had to say about the shepherd. It says, in those days, people used to laugh at shepherds and say they were smelly and call them other rude names which I probably can't, shouldn't mention here. You see, people thought shepherds were nobodies, just scruffy, old riffraff. Anybody been scruffy? Anybody been called scruffy, old riffraff later, lately? I, I love it. That's, that's appropriate childlike language to talk about really a deeper sense of, I would say, darkness happening here. Because the reality is shepherds were not liked by, by practically anybody. They were deemed outcasts. They were deemed outsiders. They were thieves. They were rude. They were unkind. They weren't really welcomed in the town. They weren't really welcomed in cities. They certainly weren't church, like church people. You didn't see them in the temple or in the synagogue. They kind of kept to themselves because for the most part, they had been outcasts. Nobody wanted to be around them because they were just kind of, to be honest, scum of the earth type of people. Now, the more and more I begin to read this and think about and be honest with myself, I begin to realize, man, how many of us can actually relate to the shepherds? Now, maybe not by vocation, but maybe by character. And here's, here's what I mean. I mean. Let's think about 2016. 
And some of us, me included, we can look back on this year and we can think of plenty of things that we wish we could take back. There were things we've said, there were things we've done, there were things we've seen, we've, things we've done even to the people that are closest to us, the people we love the most that we wish we could do differently, that we wish we could change. Maybe even some things that have happened before this year, done in the past, that you think your life is just kind of littered with your mistakes and your wrongs. And, and sadly, maybe you think your family is holding that against you. Your friends are holding that against you. Your community is holding that against you. Like, if we were to be honest with ourselves tonight, the shepherds all of a sudden don't seem so far off. They're actually quite relatable. And the reason why that's important for us, if we're willing to be honest with ourselves tonight, is that it's actually a big deal when you think about why God chose to send his herald, this angel, to the shepherds. I mean, think about it. He could have sent it to anybody. I mean, think about when, when, we, when you have kids, they generally, you, you send out something saying, hey, where we are pregnant or about to have a child or he, or he or she has just been born. And who do you tell first? You tell your closest friends. You tell your closest family. And then slowly it permeates out. So when we think about God talking about the Son of God, the Savior of the world, you think, okay, he's going to probably send his, his army of angels singing glory to glory in the highest. You'd think maybe to a concert hall, maybe to a palace full of kings and queens, prince and princesses, Right? But that's not what happened. He sent them to these shepherds, outcasts of society, deemed scum of the earth. Nobody wanted to see them. Everybody's kind of written them off. They've been forgotten about. No community, no, no friendship. They're kind of just there alone, pushed off, outcasted by everyone around them. Yet, the son or God said, you will be the first people to know this news that a Savior Christ the Lord has been born. The implications of that are so incredible because what, that, what God is trying to say is no matter what type of year you've had or what type of, I mean, really think, you think about years, life you've had, God is trying to communicate to us tonight that he has not forgotten about you. That there is nothing you've done that's gone, that, you, that has pushed you too far. That when it might seem like community, friends, even your family are holding all of these things against you. God isn't. He hasn't written you off. He hasn't forgotten about you. If anything, this is a sign in the beginning of a new mark that is saying, I love you. And it's proven and shown through my son being born. And what's cool when you think about this, the shepherds understood this. They understood like, okay, this is a big deal. This matters because you can see their response. Verse 15 says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. So they didn't lollygag. They didn't take their sweet time. They're, they're going. They're in a hurry. They went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. So here's the thing. They hurry up. They get there. And then obviously, I mean, think about it. If you're parents, you just had your kids and you had just these random shepherds show up. You're like, what are you doing here? Right? And then, you, and then they, they share like, okay, this is what happened. There was this massive star. And then the angel came out of nowhere and it freaked us out. But he said, don't freak out. And then he told us, hey, the son of God has been born. And this news is not only for you, but it's for all. He's going to be a baby lying in a manger. Then they sang glory to God in the highest. And we said, okay, let's go see it. And now we're here. 
So we get all this progression and they're like, okay, that's cool. That happened. But look at the response of how the people who heard this, look at what happens to them. Look at the response. Verse 18. And it says, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Church, family, uh, guest friends. That's where I want to close. When the people heard this and they, and they understood God has come. God has made himself, wrapped himself in flesh and come among us. Their response was wonder. It was the sense of awe. It was this marveling at what God has accomplished. And what made me really just crushed my heart when thinking about my life and the busyness of me and my routine and, and all of us as a whole, it made me just really think about when did we lose the wonder? When did, we, when did we miss the wonder of the fact that God came down to live among people like you and me into a world that's obviously broken, in a world that is obviously full of darkness? When did, it, when did it, this idea that Jesus was born to save us, to live among us, when did it become stale? When did it just become this routine? When did it become this box we just need to check off this, or December 24th every year? When did that happen? Because to be honest, I think what you and I are missing and what makes this season so much harder than it should be is because we're missing the point. And the point is getting back to this wonder and this awe at the fact that the Savior of the world came down to, to be with us, to live with us, to be like us and ultimately die for us when we never deserve that. That when Jesus didn't have to, he volunteered and said, I love them. I'm going to live with them. I'm going to live perfectly. I'm going to die for them. And I'm going to rise from the grave. So this darkness that they're trapped in can ultimately be broken with light. And they can find redemption, healing, and transformation. So people like the shepherds and all the people like me who can relate to the shepherd can find healing, can find change, can find hope, can find redemption and healing. So from the shepherd who feels like the worst of the worst and nobody loves them to the person who thinks and looks good on the outside and thinks they're great when you look at their thoughts and motivations, probably not so much. But from one spectrum to the other and everywhere in between, God is saying, I have come to die and live among you, for you. This is the point of Christmas. And when we begin to see that, when we begin to experience that, then I firmly believe this next part, verse 20, is what occurs in our hearts and in our lives. It says, and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Friends, when you fully experience the weight of what is happening, the fact that God put on flesh, he sent his son to die for us, and we didn't, we didn't deserve that. I mean, think about it. Jesus came to die for the people who were going to kill him, right? I mean, that's the craziness of Christmas, yet he loves us so much that he knew one day he would be laid in the wood of a manger to ultimately be hanged on the wood of the cross for you and for me. And when the shepherds realize this, they go back to where they were. Just like I know there are plenty of people here who are visiting and they're just a part of the family today and we're so glad you're here. But they were able to go back to where they were glorifying and praising God. Because when you experience this, when you realize, when you take on the full magnitude and weight of this, that joy turns into praise. 
I mean, if anybody watched a football game lately, anybody been to a football game lately? Like when something good happens to your team, you don't just give them a thumbs up and like, you, you shout, right? That joy overflows into excitement of, yes, that's awesome, do it again, right? I mean, think about why there are so many Christmas songs. It's because there's more and more and more people realizing this truth, this realization in our hearts, this joy of God has come to live with us, to die for us, and to raise from the grave, to ultimately grant us new life. It leads to praise. So church, family, guests, friends, we're going to close tonight with a song. And it's a song everybody knows. It's Silent Night. And I just want to encourage you. Like, even after this, it might seem like, okay, there's so many things I just have to go get done. There's dinner after this, and it's going to be crazy, and we're traveling here and there, and all this other stuff in between. I just want to encourage you. It's okay to do all the stuff. That's fine. I'm not hating on that. Just don't miss the underlying mission and point of everything behind it all. Before we leave tonight, let our hearts overflow with praise, remembering and wondering and standing in awe of our King Jesus who came to be born and live and die for people like you and me. Okay? Merry Christmas.